0: Welcome to the Ambulatory Healthcare Today podcast, hosted by the NextGen Advisors. Accelerate your success with insights from a multidisciplinary team of healthcare experts as they discuss an array of topics. These timely discussions can help you better navigate the challenges of running your ambulatory care practice. Here is your host. Hello, this is Graham Brown, Senior Vice President with NextGen Healthcare. Welcome to our podcast. I'm pleased to have NextGen's Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Bob Murray, joining me again today to discuss the special role that community health centers play in U.S. healthcare. Welcome back, Dr. Murray. Thank you, Graham. Great to be here. Uh, you recently authored a short article which seeks to demystify the roles that community health centers play in communities across the U.S., and I'd love to focus our conversation today around that. Perhaps you could begin by uh, discussing and sharing some of the early history of community health centers and some of their unique attributes, because they're different from other provider organizations.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. So the, uh, the history of community health centers, CHCs, starts um, in the mid-60s, around 1965, You know, at that time, uh, LBJ was, you know, beginning to wage the war on poverty. And so kind of out of that movement, uh, there were a number of pioneers, Dr. Jack Geiger's uh, often mentioned, who thought that one of the best ways to combat poverty was through better health care, especially better access to health care. And they thought that the best way to do that was to center health centers around neighborhoods, around communities that uh, were experiencing poverty or were underserved in a medical sense. And so the first two CHCs were founded then. They were originally called Neighborhood Health Centers. And the idea was to partner with the neighborhood to bring the needed healthcare into there. Now, from there, community health centers have been wildly successful in the US and they provide more care than I think many people are are aware of to many, many more people, more types of care. Uh, But I believe that they're up to um, almost 1400 community health centers today. There's almost 15,000 locations where they're providing care, and they provide some of the best healthcare that the US healthcare system provides at all. Uh, It happens through CHCs. Folks can go to a community health center regardless of their ability to pay. Community health centers also have, um, they're required to have a a board, a governing board, which is made up of at least 50% of members of the community Uh, where the health center is located. And so this gives them a very uh, unique perspective. Um, Of course, they're funded by uh, the the government, they're not uh, not not-for-profit entities, but their mission is to understand what the healthcare needs of a community are, and then partner with that community in combination with the federal funds that they receive to provide those facilities, provide that care, provide those people, provide those resources and, uh, and education.
0: You, you know, you spoke a little bit about mission. And, and to me, that's something that I've always found really distinguishes uh, community health centers uh, from other larger corporate entities within the healthcare environment. I've had the opportunity to work with lots of different CHCs through my com- career and certainly find consistently with clinicians or frontline staff or their leadership teams that that commitment to the mission and serving the really specific needs of folks in their community is what is often driving them. You may have a similar perspective. But I wonder also how you think that commitment kind of plays out in terms of how they provide care, how they staff their organization. Is it, is it different? Do they come at it differently?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I I fully share your um, your belief. I mean, uh, community health centers are some of the most <laughs> kind of inspiring uh, organizations, certainly in healthcare. I mean, there's lots of not profits in healthcare, but um, not all of them are driven with that you know mission to provide care regardless of ability to pay, regardless of who you are. Um, and that, those are not just words for CHCs, for almost everyone who works in a CHC, that really is their mission. And so if you picture the entire pool of of folks that, you know, maybe want to become doctors or want to become nurses or or dentists, there's always going to be a certain fraction of them that are that are not in it for the money, right? They are in it for the mission. They're there to care for people and to be part of people's lives and to really make a difference. Um, Well, a decent fraction of those, you know, go to the best medical schools and get the best training. And they're the brightest minds out there, but they go to CHCs because of, because of that mission. Um, And so that's one of the reasons why the CHCs are so popular and so successful is because the people there are, are doing it because they love what they do. I think the other piece about the mission is that the CHCs are tied to the community, as I said, and so they are going to go in the direction that the community needs in terms of You know, we are having a big problem with getting people to the health center in our community. You know, maybe it's rural or maybe it's, you know, not in an area of great public access. Well, the CHC doesn't just say, oh, well, you know, I guess nobody's going to come. No, they go and fix that problem. They know what the needs of the community are. And so the mission is more than just watching people go through the door and trying to provide care. The mission is to try to make the community as healthy as it can be, to try to, you know, mitigate some of the effects, um, the disparities that that arise, you know, from that unequal access to care and resources, et cetera.
0: Yeah. It's one of the things that, you know, I I was saying just a moment ago, working with lots of different community health centers over the years, each of them is really unique. The programs, the services that they offer are representative and reflecting what the needs of the community are. And to that point that you were just saying, if, you know, transportation is a challenge for the clients that they're trying to serve, they will go about trying to solve that problem. What happens as a result that I've seen is often to create a program of transportation, they need to get grant dollars. They need to kind of start somewhere. And... Ultimately, that can become a permanent part of what they deliver and what they provide. But that that grant approach, trying and testing new methods, being more comprehensive than maybe their uh, healthcare competitors, as it were, are to really try and fix those problems, innovate around how they're going to provide care, where they're going to provide care. You know, doing the outreach initiatives uh, directly to folks that don't come into the clinic environment, but rather they take the care to those individuals is um, another attribute that I think is pretty unique. And you see a lot of innovation from my perspective in the community health center space.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, just because of that mission, because of the way that they are funded and their ability to try to get those best possible outcomes, they are, again, some of the most successful and innovative places out there, right? I mean, right from the beginning, community health centers have had to uh, report to the government. So way before, you know, meaningful use and reporting quality measures and everything, community health centers were reporting data on the uh, patients that they were uh, serving, and then pretty quickly after that on the the outcomes, the healthcare outcomes mm-hmm. of the care that they were delivering. So that's part of their nature, that kind of data-driven, community-informed you know, way of providing healthcare. You know, very kind of early in the the renaissance of primary care in the country when the concept of, uh, of a medical home was starting to form um, out of the American Academy of Pediatrics at first and then embraced by others, um, the community health centers were right on board with that. This concept that that there's a one-stop shop where you can go and get all of your health care uh, needs uh, met or coordinated at the minimum. Community health centers were right on board at the very beginning of that, and that's also part of their power today. You can get your medical care there, but many of them also offer uh, behavioral health care, or dental care, or eye care, or all kinds of other services. You know, uh, assistance with any kinds of uh, other needs that you have around transportation, or food insecurity, or legal needs, or or, or all kinds of things. And then, as you say. They realize that, you know, not everybody is going to be able to come into the clinic. And so they, they help with transportation needs, perhaps, or they go out in a mobile van and they provide uh, health care to, to, to where people are living. You know, we have examples within a, um, a, our clients of, of folks providing a truly innovative care in, you know, homeless or unhoused uh, patient, you know, encampments, because that's where the people are. And so that's where they go. And that's where they deliver care and they figure it out and they, they do a great job. Mm-hmm.
0: Indeed, you know, there's, there was a lot of partnership. I'm just reflecting back on the couple years that have passed us with the COVID-19 pandemic and how much coordination was happening between community health centers and local departments of public health to when the vaccines became available or to provide masks and provide education around the transmission of COVID-19. A lot of those community outreach efforts were really staffed by community health centers because we haven't necessarily maintained the investment in the infrastructure of public health bodies or it's or it's disparately funded from state to state. And yet community health centers are really foundational now across American communities. And they played a really significant role in, in the pandemic. And then as the vaccines became available in doing that direct outreach again and bringing vaccines to individuals uh, that were at high risk and that needed to get them early on. Let's shift our conversation a little bit. You mentioned before, outcomes within the community health center environment uh, have been demonstrated to be really quite high quality. I think there's a perception, and it's a a bit of a misnomer, that because they're serving a really complex population or they're serving a population that may not uh, have a lot of financial resources, that somehow the care isn't going to be as good. And yet the data really doesn't show that. It shows the better aspect of that story, which is indeed community health centers can do a great deal with the resources that they have. Uh, Talk a little bit about your research in that area and what you've learned and how you help tell that story as you're working with NextGen's clients in this space.
1: Yeah, it's it's a great question because you know if you look at a, any kind of reasonable measure of patient complexity of medical complexity, the average uh, adult patient that's um, being seen in a community health center is more complex than your average you know adult in the U.S. or even your adult in the U.S. you know a health a healthcare system outside of CHCs, and yet there's lots of examples where on uh, nationally defined quality measures of you know, what it means to provide good diabetes care or what it means to provide a good control of high blood pressure, where CHCs are outperforming the, the rest of the physician community, the primary care community. And I don't mean outperforming in like a risk adjusted way. I mean, just flat out better control of uh, some of those conditions. Um, they also provide um, Uh, more primary care services, in other words, they are up to date with the appropriate uh, wellness uh, and preventive exams or screenings um, than, again, your average uh, population who does not go into a CHC. And they do this while simultaneously providing high-quality care. They do this by actually lowering the overall cost of the system because they provide access and a better place to receive care. Than the emergency room, which would be the other option for uh, a lot of folks, and so that um, efficiency ends up being able to be leveraged into a better relationship with the patient or the health center, and then that can get leveraged into uh, into better outcomes and and lower cost care. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a fascinating puzzle um, to have all of the the pieces of how do you handle really complicated people. Well, you try to make sure that they can uh, get their needs met that they have access, that they, that they have a home, uh, a medical home, um, and that these services are available. They're not just told to, you know, go and get these immunizations or go get this expensive test done. They figure out how to, how to, make, that, how to make that happen. I think there's a cultural aspect to this that's also important because, you know, CHCs are tied to the neighborhoods where they are. Um, they're able to provide culturally appropriate care in a way that, again, is not necessarily uh, inherent with primary care. There's lots of CHCs that are dealing with, you know, six, seven, eight, ten 10 languages within their healthcare systems commonly. Uh, they will frequently have people who live in those neighborhoods um, who speak those languages working in the center to help, you know, facilitate um, messaging and, and communication. Of course, they use translator services and, and whatnot when that's appropriate. But they also can help frame some of the care that need that needs to be delivered in a way that folks from uh, different uh, cultures, different experiences, and, and ways of perceiving healthcare can understand that it's important for them to uh, to, to to you know get that care as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Where do you see the kind of future of community health centers in the United States? Did you uh, would you anticipate continued growth and expansion, i.e., more sites? more folks getting care from community health centers and federally qualified health centers? Um, but also, do you foresee these organizations broadening the scope of their clinical services or like we see in other aspects of healthcare, care, kind of consolidating or becoming more sophisticated delivery systems that are maybe not owning and delivering all of the care themselves, but coordinating that specialty care uh, in a way that's more cost-effective, more patient-centered. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I actually see all of those things um, happening. I mean, certainly the growth of community health centers, by either measured by either the number of patients or the number of sites or whatever, uh, has continued to pace, and I would anticipate that it that it would continue to do so. I think that the the centers themselves continuing to um, expand the the types of healthcare that they themselves are able to deliver will uh, will also increase um, because if you already have some of that infrastructure and the connection to the community and you've solved some of the common barriers, then it is more efficient to add you know this type of specialty service or this type of uh, new uh, uh, healthcare uh, need you know into that infrastructure than it would be to you know try to find a specialist that all those people could go to or Whatnot. I think the the cost pressures on on healthcare are obviously um, ever increasing, and so the fact that you have high quality care that can be delivered um, in a an efficient model, perhaps one of the most efficient models possible, is going to uh, you know, from from uh, the outside or the, the governmental, even the payer sense, you know, continue to exert pressures that CHCs will be able to respond well to. But other organizations um, who are not necessarily embracing value-based care, you know, uh, with, with their whole hearts uh, may, uh, may struggle with. And My hope is that as more and more people become aware of what community health centers are, what they do, the fact that anybody can go there and, you know, why would you want to go there? What would be an advantage of going there? That those kinds of things end up actually just driving more patients to use the health centers that are out there, right? You don't have to be poor, you know, to be frank, to go to a CHC, right? Um, They will accept you um, no matter what your insurance situation is. Uh, Some people are lucky enough to have, you know, year-round commercial insurance, um, but lots of people are not, right? They get it through their employer, their jobs are not stable, or they're seasonal, or they don't provide. They have a huge deductible, and so the fact that CHCs can provide them with lower-cost, flat-out care as part of that deductible, or they may qualify for very low-cost medications through some of the programs that CHCs offer. All of these factors are going to bring patients to CHCs. And then that capacity, I believe, will expand um, to, to accommodate that. I think CFCs are also becoming more active in the two, uh, you know, highest areas of growth, you know, Medicare Advantage, right, and Medicare ACOs. Um, CMS has plans to take uh, everyone, essentially every Medicaid uh, care patient um, off of straight fee-for-service Medicare in the next, you know, depends on when when you ask them, uh, 10 years or so. And CFCs are very well positioned to uh, be be part of those networks, of those programs. They already are delivering excellent care with data, with quality, um, and they can prove all of that. And so many of them are already participating in those plans and inviting patients who have that kind of insurance to uh, to join them.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of final question here? Any, any headwinds or challenges that you think community health centers are facing that may cause them to stumble or not be able to fulfill that mission that we're that we're talking about or that future vision.
1: Yeah, there's I mean there's a couple I mean one one interesting point that uh, folks certainly may not realize is that community health centers have very broad support on both sides of the political aisle, right? So even though they are serving the underserved is not a Democrats versus Republican issue at all. So that is not a headwind. Interestingly, perhaps compared to some of the other uh, anti-poverty programs that started at the same time, right in the in yeah. the 60s. I do think that uh, CHCs will need to be better understood by by more Americans um, if if they're going to continue to be able to be as successful uh, as they've been as as they become more common or more familiar. I think there's every reason why uh, people should be embracing them in their communities and should be going to them in many cases. Um, but there's a bit of a, you know, of a, of a public relations possible challenge ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like lots of areas of medicine, they are having trouble recruiting staff or, you know, will there be enough primary care providers and nurse practitioners and PAs willing to, to work in a community health center, perhaps, you know, under um, uh, circumstances that would be different than in private practices will there be enough of those people around to allow the system to continue to grow I think is a is another challenge. Um, but I do think that if they continue to be able to stay on mission and and provide this kind of uh, high quality um, provable um, outcomes in care uh, that there's every reason to, to hope and, and to believe that they will be successful yeah.
0: In, indeed. I mean, they really, they, they are the answer to the value equation in many ways. Uh, and that's been a longstanding goal of government policy for the last decade, as we've seen. So uh, certainly a good opportunity for us to spread the, the good news of the good work that Community Health centers doing. My guest today has been Dr. Bob Murray, Chief Medical Officer of NextGen Healthcare. Thanks so much for joining me today and helping tell the wonderful story of Community Health centers. Uh, and the role they play in help ensuring access to high-quality, cost-effective care across the United States. With that, good afternoon. Thanks for listening to the Ambulatory Healthcare Today podcast, hosted by the NextGen Advisors. Never miss an episode by subscribing at nextgen.com slash podcast. To see a list of products and services tailored for ambulatory care practices, visit nextgen.com.